Today, we're going to talk about some quick-hitting wins that Amazon sellers can have across a variety of topics, from Amazon posts to storefronts to branding, packaging, insert cards, and much more. How cool is that? Pretty cool, I think. Hey guys, you know, we've had a few guests here on the podcast that work for Thrasio. Now, what Thrasio is, is they're a company that acquires leading FBA brands from small business owners just like you. They've got the experience of acquiring over 125 Amazon businesses, so they've seen it all when it comes to managing and growing an Amazon brand. So if you are thinking about selling your FBA business, visit Thrasio.com forward slash helium 10 to connect with the Thrasio's deal team. That's T-H-R-A-S-I-O.com forward slash helium 10 for more information on if your brand is a good fit for Thrasio. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Serious Sellers podcast by Helium 10. I'm your host, Bradley Sutton, and this is the show that's a completely BS-free, unscripted, and unrehearsed organic conversation about serious strategies for serious sellers of any level in the Amazon or Walmart world. And we've got somebody who I've known, or I met her like, I think the first time I met you was at my very first ever speaking in an Amazon event uh, in ASGTG. Like it was probably over three years ago, but was that the first time I met you in person? I think. I think so. And then I got, I think we met a couple more times, yep. like in trade shows as well. Yep. So I, I know very, you know, I, I've met you, I've known, quote unquote, known you for three years, but I really don't know much at all about your background. So let's just start off there. Were you, you know, where I met you there was New York. Are you born and raised in New York? Yep. In Brooklyn. What part of Brooklyn? Crown Heights. Oh, nice. I lived in Brooklyn Heights for a couple of years. Love it. Love it out there. Miss the, miss the pizza for sure. <laughs> now, what did you, did you go to uh, college out there too? Yeah. Turo College. And w what was your major? Marketing management. Marketing management. So like, what did you, you know, when you first started that, what were you thinking you wanted to do? So funny thing is during college, um, I went at night and then during the day I actually worked for an Amazon seller. So Boy, I kind of got, when was this? Uh, let's see. Cause this must've been a few, this was quite a while back. This is maybe in the early stages, huh? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like, like early, like, like, you know, the early 2010s or what are we talking about here? No, I would say like 2014. So that's interesting. So even in those days, you, you were in the Amazon ecosystem, as it were. Cool. Correct. All right, continue. Yeah, so I was actually working for, I had to pay for college out of pocket. So my goal was leave debt free from college. And Amazon was just starting out. Like people, it wasn't so popular, but still it was getting like, you know, it's, uh, it's getting like more and more visibility. So during that time, I worked for an Amazon seller, literally started from the bottom up. He hired me the first day. I remember he told me, like, create listings. I'm like, how do you create an Amazon? It's like, go on YouTube and just figure that out. Mm -hmm. um, so that's where I started. I Was it like private label seller or wholesale or what? No. So he was actually selling, a re he's a real reseller. Okay. And he, what he was doing was selling chocolates. And it was, I have to tell you, Bradley, it was so easy those these these days to actually get ranked um i took pictures on my iphone mm -hmm. and basic keywords put inside and like 
within the span of a day, you got a few sales. So it was less competition for sure. You were creating the listings on your iPhone? Yeah. That's crazy. Um, no, I took, took pictures on my oh, took iPhone. pictures. I was like, what in the world? Yeah. <laughs> no, and then I went on Seller Central. Basic keywords. Again, I just started college then. So it was like, yeah. oh, everything. So it was like basic information. And So did you there. do that all, all year? Did, did you did you graduate college? Yeah. So I and so all the whole time you were you were supporting yourself by by working for this Amazon seller. Correct. Correct. It was it was started from there and then I actually worked for a few sellers. So that's how I got like into private label, into uh I never worked for a company for marketing, but my college like during school I'm like, okay, I wanna use my degree. Yeah. But I want Amazon as well. And I noticed over the years there was no agency then at least that offered listings and people really needed professional listings, pictures, graphics, and no one had like a all in one type of thing. So I said, you know what, let me just explore it and see how it goes. So then that, that that's pretty cool. Like, so you actually are one of the few who was already interested in Amazon during college. And then you actually use your education to kind of further what you can do on Amazon instead of just taking Amazon images with your cell phone the rest of your life. Exactly. Interesting. Okay. So now, um, did you ever yourself sell on Amazon? I did not. Similar um, to me. Similar to me. I mean, I do now, but like before I worked at Helium 10, I actually, everything I did was for other people. That sounds like, kind of like what, what, you, what you're doing. Right. So I actually started a product that like, I loved the packaging idea, coming up with the name and then actually listing on it. I'm like, mm, I'm like, I'm going to get bored for just selling the same product over and over again. Mm-hmm. So that's when like people ask me to help them on the side with like packaging and then I'm like, you know what, let's look into this place because it was just found something that no one offered then. All right. Now in, in, you know, they say that what something like 10% of Amazon sales are all from like one zip code there in, Mm -hmm. in, in Brooklyn. And I'm sure, you know, you've worked for some of those sellers and you know, some of the ones I know from over there is kind of like what you said, you know, um, a lot of them at least were in, in the back in the, back in the days, like, resellers and, and wholesale you having been around for what seven years now how is that going like it, has it been going in my opinion from what i see i thought it's like going down like like the the amount of sellers who could have real success just strictly on the on the wholesale or or reseller side has gone down is that true or it's still as strong as ever or it's stronger now than before good question so mostly nowadays from what i've encountered People are doing private label just because there's so many restrictions and gated brands. And back then, everyone was doing resell. Like this, we're talking about eight years ago. Now, I see like a lot of people are going, gearing towards um, private label. And they see more success there just because the competition and um, they're improving with like a good optimized listing. They're able to get the market share versus having a bunch of different brands selling Mm -hmm. their stuff. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Now, so if, if you were, you know, you couldn't do your own agency and stuff and you're like, Hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start my own Amazon business. Which one would you do personally right now in 2021? Definitely private label. Definitely. Okay. Why, why would you say, why, why would you say that? It's so much easier. Like think about this one day, what happens if you're selling a product and it's doing really, you're being very, like you're selling a hundred thousand dollars. I'm actually having a client like that. They're doing a hundred thousand dollars a day. Like it was a really good going product. And then one day the brand said, you know what? No more sellers. And there goes his entire mm-hmm. business. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. All right. 
Now, let's talk about, um, you know, what you've learned over the last few years. Like, you know, you've worked for for some big sellers. Your your agency probably works with, with big sellers. Like, what what has, you know, you're one of the few who's been around for like seven, seven years. What are some of the, the biggest changes that you've noticed uh, over the last seven years on Amazon? You're like, for me, probably the biggest one is no incentivized reviews. I, I don't think on the wholesale side that really mattered as much, but on the private label side, that was like a big impact because people were like, it was actually okay. You know, people don't realize that back in the day, you could like give away free product uh, in exchange for a review and that was like totally fine. But what other things ha have really affected the sellers that you've worked with over the years? So nowadays, um, like back in the day, it was much more simpler. Like there was a lot, a lot less competition. Now, there's every other seller selling the same thing. When something gets popular, let's say on TikTok or social media, everyone comes out with that same product. So it's, I notice a lot of sellers are trying to invest in like, let's say their packaging, their listings, their graphics, video. They're doing a lot more organic optimization rather than like than they used to do back in the day. Mm -hmm. Okay, makes sense. Now, um. You know, I, I took a look, you know, again, I, I had literally zero idea of the kind of things that you would work on, you know, nowadays. So I, I took a look at your website and I was just like, all right, this is, there, there's some interesting things on here. And one thing that I think a lot of, of sellers wonder, and I noticed it was a big part of your your website was, was branding. And, and that that's like, you know, if I had a dollar for every time in a Facebook message group, somebody says, you know, hey, I'm just starting off on Amazon. How important is my brand or at what point should I consider branding? Like, so what do you, what, what is your opinion on that? Like, should every single seller, you know, who's private label, like put a big emphasis on their brand or it's only this kind of seller, or it's only if you get to this kind of revenue, like what's your advice for, for people who are getting started uh, as far as how much emphasis and really budget, I guess you could say they should be doing for their brand image. So when a seller just comes out and starts selling, like people want to first say like, oh, I don't know if it's going to go well. So if people are th thinking about just like right now at the present moment, yeah, people don't want to spend and invest into good branding. But long term, when they see that there's a lot of uh, potential and it's going well, that's when they, they start, you know, investing more and more into their brand. So I would say right off the bat, yes, you can have a good name, um, you know, just have like the things checked off. For example, you want to come up with a brand name that you're able to trademark. You want to have a good logo. You want to have a nice presentable packaging. Don't just take whatever the manufacturer provides you with. Um, mostly those packagings is from like Chinese sellers and they have like a lot of more graphics and Americans like it very clean and neat and not too, um, too much going on. So it's important to change those things. Um, you could, again, take the same product that your manufacturer offers you, but really important to also have something that no one else offers because that's going to be your biggest selling point. And then obviously you want to have the great pictures, graphics. Um, Photoshop is really, really popular. It's a very cost-effective tool that a lot of sellers are using instead of hiring models. So that you can definitely, you know, use that. If it's just, good quality. I hate those right. listings where it's like, this is like the worst Photoshop I've ever seen in my life. You know, we're, we're like, it's it's a stock photography of somebody holding out their hand and they put something, it's not to scale and it's like really bad. <laughs> For sure. Well, take a look at actually our portfolio and go tell me if it's looks Photoshopped. Okay. Or yeah. I'm, I'm sure your, your stuff is good. But I'm just saying guys out there, don't, don't, if you don't know, if you're not a, 
uh, expert Photoshopper, you know, like don't try and 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 do it yourself because it, it sometimes it might come out pretty bad. Yeah, I actually saw someone offering like men's shoes and they put on kids. I'm like, what were you guys thinking? <laughs> like, this is not your target market, and it chose. Now, how like what about stuff like you know that's you know, we're talking about like you know your branding and and good images and stuff, but. But some of the things like you mentioned on your website, like brand story, you know, like, of course, there, there's companies out there where, where it's a big part of what they do. Like, um, what's that shoes like Tom shoes or something where they say everybody who buys a a shoe, you know, we'll, we'll give like ten dollars to to a school sure. in South America. I don't know what it is. Something something like that. Right. And that's you know, that's what you know, sometimes we, we think about when, when it comes about brand story. Now, not everybody can do something like that. But but if, if it's not a situation like that, like why? Why do you think that customers are are moved by by brand stories? Good question. So when it comes to brand stories, you want to like people are buying based on what they're feeling for the for like if are you going to actually um, fit a need that they have? So when it comes to brand story, yes, instead of focusing about like where you came from and all that, which is all great information, focus on what your mission is, what you're going to accomplishing what when you when some purchases your let's say shoes how are they going to help the environment or how are they going to help something like that they would be interested so like kind of gear your brand story based on the potential customers um interest and that will definitely move people much more than your own recognition so what's an example that you i mean you don't have to like you know give an exact customer's uh you know, brand story here, but but maybe make one up uh, on the spot. That's kind of like a compilation of ones you you've seen. So let's say, if for example, if you sell like a specific type of sugar that helps with diabetes or anything like that. So if you if you let's say sell yourself and you say I came up with the sugar because it helps with as someone that's I'm diabetic myself. So if, um, you know, I came up with the sugar because. It really helps me as a great substitute. It has these different minerals. It helps with something like that. All of a sudden, if you're taking your personal story, and then the per- the potential customer is like, "Oh wait, okay, I have di- diabetes, so this will actually help me. Um, this is what I'm looking for. This is what my doctor recommended." So people are like going to really get attracted to that. Type and of where thing. where would this be? Well, like, is this in in your images? Is it in your bullet points? And in, in your A plus content? All of the above, or what? So. About a story, you can put it on your storefront. We like to put it in like one header image, just a short paragraph or two about us. And then you can also put it in between the logo and the header image in your EVC A plus page. So again, focus more like the A plus should focus primarily on your product, but you would like to have like maybe like a paragraph or so just introducing your brand. And it really helps with consistency. So if you have a full line of products, it just has that um, ex- that information being repetitive in their mind. All right, let's uh, let's stay on that topic because uh, you, you just mentioned uh, storefront. So, Amazon brands storefronts. What's some um, some quick hitting tips on best practices for people? And is this still this is still only available to people with brand registry, right? Correct. Yes. All right. So, so obviously, I'm sure you handle it for 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 your clients. But like, if somebody's like, "Hey, I want to take a stab at this on my own," what's some what's some you know basic things they should keep in mind? Okay. So first thing is have your logo there with your brand in the first um, like on right on top. That's very important. Next thing is on the homepage, it shouldn't be too busy. It should really tell like have your categories. 
So you'd have, like I mentioned before, the about us page, the first header, and then you would have a couple headers um, about like whatever categories or tabs you're offering. And then you could put your bestseller products on the bottom. And now this is really helpful, especially if you have tabs. Let's say, for example, if you're going to have something for Halloween. So you can have ads coming to, directly to that tab and you're not losing, you know, the customer there because you're only offering Halloween products on that specific tab. So that's really, really important um, to differentiate yourself with the brand, with the tabs and only show what the customer would see, making it very easy, user-friendly. Think about like a good professional website. Okay. All right. Cool. Another thing, uh, you know, speaking of brand registry and different things that is exclusive to them is, you know, we've had people talk here on the on the on the on the podcast like Norm Farrar about Amazon Post. Um, is that something that that you handle? Yes. So we actually do the content and the graphics for it, and Amazon Post actually love it just because it doesn't cost anything. So you something consistent traffic, and not everyone's all not everyone is actually doing Amazon Post. So it definitely it definitely differentiates you from other others in the market. Okay. What um what some some tips and things that people need to know uh, about that. Like, like for the people who haven't, or maybe new to the podcast, just go ahead and just explain what Amazon posts are. And then, and then what are some of your best strategies for how people can leverage that to, um, you know, to, to get some more exposure. And then if you can give some examples, again, not having to mention people's products, but just say, Hey, we did this post and it brought X number of impressions and X number of sales or something like that. So when it comes to, to first Amazon posts is think about Instagram for Amazon. So it takes lifestyle images, flat lays, whatever images you would see like on Instagram, you would like think about that. And that would be for Amazon as well. Now you would have, you want to have, it should be clean. It shouldn't have too many taglines, words inside. It shouldn't look like an infographic and you should have like a caption. I did see that the longer the content is, the better it's performing. I can actually send you, um, let me see if I can pull it up here. A uh, client sent us like the impressions. They said that when they did Amazon posts within the, like that same day, they got a lot of more like I'd say four or five different their sales organically, and so that's just from the first day. So it does it does do better a lot better um, over time. So you have to make sure it's like consistent. You don't want to just do one post and then forget about it. I would say do at least like three posts a, a week, and the ones that we're doing it done like prior are going to perform a lot better than the ones that you just posted right now. I've never done uh, Amazon posts. What's the metrics that you can actually look at so that you know if one is doing you know good or not? What, what does Amazon show you? So you could go on, um, there's an actually like on Amazon uh, Seller Central, you go to brand register, I think Amazon post and there's analytics. So that will tell you how many impressions and the conversions you get. And what's, you know, how like on the A plus page, you have, um, could cross sell other products. Mm-hmm. So you're able to shout out other products within that post as well. So it's a good way to bring traffic to other products as well from that post. Okay. All right. Good to know. So Amazon post, we talk about Amazon brand, uh, storefront. What about traditional email? Like, is that still a thing now in Amazon? And if so, it, it, I'm assuming this would be an email list. Maybe you have procured by by doing insert cards, or or are, are you are you doing just Facebook advertising to put people into a funnel to capture their email address, or what's your strategy there? 
So with email marketing, we asked the client to just provide us all, all the emails that they got from there um, over time. But um, I do know that through storefronts, Amazon has like a follow button. It's still in beta, so it's not available yet for everyone. But you're able to capture people's emails and you can let them know when there's new products coming around. So that's something hopefully it's going to come like be in the next um, winter time or something like that. You're able to have that follow button and promote your other products. And that's why a lot of people are starting to do storefronts now more than ever. Interesting. Okay. All right. Speaking of of email addresses, you know, Helium 10 obviously has this uh, tool called Portals which allows people to, you know, to create these, these funnels or landing pages and capture people's email addresses. Now, one of the ways that we do that is through uh, QR codes with our insert card creation. You know, no matter how many times we tell people or do webinars or whatever, you know, there's still a lot of people who are like, wait, I thought all insert cards are bad or, or something like that. So can you tell people like how you leverage uh, insert cards and what's the do's and don'ts uh, of it. I mean, obviously in some situations it is bad and against terms of service, but what are those situations? So when it comes to insert cards, you have to, like as, like you mentioned before, there's a lot of TOS involved. So you do not want to ask for a positive review. I like to use the word honest review because it has a positive connotation, but it's not asking the customer for a positive review. Next thing is when it comes to it, make sure like, don't say reach out to us specifically for new products or for, for promo codes. What you could do is reach out to us if you have any questions about your product and that they could actually reach out to your website. Um, like you said, mentioned about a QR code, which is great. You can have it connected with Linktree. And then, again, it's not 100% permissible with TOS, but you can have people like go directly to write a review through that. You can take them to their website and... Again, if people want to, not that I'm advising it, but if you want to do a QR code, um, you can actually get people to your website and do promo codes through that and have people actually following social media, which is fine. You can just put your social media handle and you can target those customers from through there. Okay. All right. Good to know. What else do you think are, are the typical Amazon seller maybe overlooking? A lot of these things that we talked about, I would guarantee that, that, that most Amazon sellers are not doing, you know, like... Uh, you know, storefronts. Um, I don't think enough sellers are taking advantage of that. Amazon Post, like I said, I, I've been selling Amazon for a couple of years. Now. I've never done one Amazon Post, so I haven't taken advantage of that. Uh, I've just started doing uh, product inserts. What else do you think, um, especially when you onboard new clients, where you're like, hey guys, have you done this? And they're like, what? What's that? You know, <laughs> what, what are some things that you think Amazon sellers are missing out on? Okay, so I'm going to give you like also statistics um, as far as what it can actually improve with. Having an A-plus page, some people are do, taking advantage of some people are not, it increases your impressions by 5%, and it could go up um, as far as the conversions could go up by 12% just by adding a professional A-plus page. Um, that people should really take advantage of. Cross-selling. So on the bottom, there's a module which you can cross-sell other products within your A-plus page. Many people don't even know if that you can do that, and that's a really great way to showcase other products and it also eliminates the competition because that module will take um will be there instead of products similar to mine so that's something really important you should do next thing is product videos i'm sure you saw i believe it yesterday two days ago amazon started writing on the detail page this product has a product video 
So, and I did see, doing some research here, um, companies that had videos, they were able to see, to be promoted organically closer to the first page than mm-hmm. others. So that was really, really important as well. What about some new things in in PPC that have become available, especially for like sponsored brand or sponsored display where I forgot what it is. It's again, something that I haven't started doing just because I'm so busy, but where uh, you can, is it like you can put a custom image now or something on your uh, sponsored brand ads or something, or is, is that sponsored display? Right. Yeah. So uh, again, I'm not so proficient with PPC. We focus more on organic, but yeah. when it comes to PPC, yes, you can actually have like on your storefront, you could have like a custom image and you can promote different products within. So like a header image that does really, really well. Um, also having, you know, instead of people um, like on the detail page right below the bullet points, that you could also put your um, brand name. And instead of, let's say, if you have, uh, if you do ads towards your brand name, it's going to eliminate the competition. So people are not taking advantage of that. And I know it does really, really well as well. Cool. Another thing that's a hot topic, uh, I think, is is you know email follow up. You know, obviously, again, Helium Ten's got a tool for that, and we give people two options. We say, hey, uh, here's an automate uh, automation you can use to trigger the Amazon request review. Like for the people who are like so paranoid that they might get suspended for for not having the right language and something. You know, just just do the request review, and then you could like filter out who you know who's getting these emails or these requests, and at what time, et cetera, et cetera. But for those who you know who, who think that they 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 want to have some better conversion by being able to make custom subject lines and custom copy, is you know we give them the option, yeah, make your own email template to do. Which one do you suggest that that people uh, that people do, or do you do both or just one? So when it comes to reviews, like you mentioned, Helium 10 does offer that option where you can follow up with customers. So we created like a template that is very like customized. It focuses on the seller itself, not on the product. So it's like a template that says it really means a lot to me. We use pronouns like I versus we. And you say it right as a small business owner. That's just the, the, the verbiage we use. And my suggestion, and it works like a charm, <laughs> Instead of putting, even if like you're all guy type of business or it's only run by male males, mm-hmm. you should always use a female. Just when it comes, people get more compassionate when they see like a name like Samantha, Jennifer versus Mike, Mark, etc. So definitely, I would recommend make up a name if you have to. I've done I've done that before uh, too. <laughs> so yep, I. I... I read like I think I read some study or something years ago about the psychology behind that, but um, but yeah, um, I've definitely done that before as well. All right, what else haven't we uh, talked about today that you know you think is important for Amazon sellers to to be utilizing that they don't really have to like, you know, learn a completely new thing. You know, these are stuff that are available right in their seller central. You know, requesting a review and you can do that in Helium Ten and. You know, you can make your brand storefront from your brand registry page and you can do Amazon post from there. What are some, some like, what, what do we call low-hanging fruit uh, for Amazon sellers out there? So even if you, let's say when it comes to photography and pictures and graphics, so this is the rule of thumb that we've seen work over the years. Um, if you, even if you're just going to do like five images, first image should be on a white background, very clear, no extra shadowing, very crisp and clear. Next thing is having infographics like buyers they love that it's a really great way to showcase what your products are all about um put the product features there dimensions it eliminates returns so that's really really important 
you want to showcase that the product has the size of it, having lifestyle image, you're also getting it's a psychological way. So when you're having like a gift item and you have like let's say um someone giving a gift to another person, so it kind of triggers them, okay, this is a gift item, I can actually use this. So that's really, really important. So once you utilize those images, it will do a lot better for your listing. Cool. Now we, we do something on the show at the end of you know each episode or somewhere in the middle where we talk about 30 second tips. We call them TST. So you don't have to stay at 30 seconds, but instead of just doing one, like let's do like two or three, you know, kind of like quick hitting actionable strategy. I mean, you've, you've been already doing that, you know, today, but some things that we haven't, uh, you know, talked about today yet. Uh, what is, um, what are some, uh, you know, strategies, some quick strategies that people can implement pretty fast. So let's say, for example, if you're selling a gift item, really important to have like either, um, if you're doing jewelry or whatever it is, put a, a beautiful packaging, it costs you a dollar and you could increase your sales up like per product by $5. So that's one thing you could do in regards to packaging. Um, when it comes to- And brand- then would you take a new image? Um, like- and put that in your image deck to show that it comes with that packaging? Exactly, yes. Uh-huh. It's a very big selling point. When you have like a gift item, even having something that's portable, people love that, traveling. Those are like really great selling points about products. So if it's probably going to cost you another extra dollar, but I've seen people that invest that, they're able to um, mark their retail price by up to $5 just because of that. So that's, that's another thing. Having insert cards, like we mentioned before, really important. Having really good, sharp images, it does wonders. Having good long tail keywords. Don't, um, like the first 72 characters on Amazon, it should have your long tail keywords, that search term that you are searching. So that's really, really important, having that on the detail page. Um, don't use any images like comparing us to other brands, it just cheapens your product. So just focus on your selling points versus um, competing with others. Yeah. So like for the most part, that's pretty much it. Just making sure that you have really sharp images, content. Um, remember, 80% of your organic sales comes from your listing, which includes also the reviews, making sure that you have that. A lot of people do giveaways in the beginning, which is really, really important. So whenever someone comes to like a new product launch, and I know you speak about it really highly about the 60 day now dives honeymoon yep, thing. yep so really important to have to do, if you do giveaways then have go crazy with the ppc and try to leverage that because that kind of sets a tone for your history on amazon okay now one last thing you know be, before we get how to contact you is you know i know you 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 deal with people who get you know slapped on the wrist by amazon or suspended or, or other things like that what are some things lately? It's always different. Like every year it's always, you know, it's reviews or it's this or it's that, but like, what's the, the things that are most common that you're seeing sellers get in trouble uh, for these days? So during COVID I've probably written, I would say 40 uh, POAs for price gouging. So that was then. Mm-hmm. Um, right now I see more, a lot of you sold as new and defective products. So that's something that I've been seeing. I would say, I saw 12 the past week. So it's really important to making sure your product is clean, all that. Um, just a tip when it comes to you sold as new, Amazon, when you blame Amazon for it, you're not going to get accepted. You're Even though it might be Amazon like putting sure. putting return product back in inventory, like just don't, don't say it's your fault, Amazon. Exactly. When you say that, like 
people are always like, yeah, but it's Amazon's fault. I'm like, do you want to get open or do you want to, do you want to like, I'm like, go to therapy and discuss that with them. But like, you want your main concern right now is to open your account. So you can say like, I hired new employees. Um, when it comes to like the warehouse, all that, we're going to fix the problem. Very important to focus on the root cause, how it happened. What are you going to do to, to for it not to happen again? And what you learned. So very important to also have links. Like I learned this and this from my situation going forward. I'm going to make, make sure that this won't happen again. So like the steps, the corrective measures, the, the preventive measures, as well as the root cause. So that's what you should focus on. Okay, cool. All right. So now if people want to uh, reach out to you or to, you know, ask you some more questions or, or get some help with their business, how can they find you on the interwebs? So they can either reach out their website, um, just fill out a contact form and I'll go directly to me, or they can message me on LinkedIn, or they can just email info at prbrandmarketing.com and I'll be happy to get a call with them and see how we can help. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you very much. And then if, if I get, I haven't been to Brooklyn in a while, I am uh, requiring you to treat me to uh, Juliana's Pizza there next to the bridge, yeah. if that's cool. Yes, let's do it. My All treat. right. Sounds good. And thank you so much for coming on and we'll see you uh, we'll see you at the next conference. Looking forward. Thanks, Bradley. I appreciate having me here.